0: This is Jimmy Pie coming to you from the Purple Street Studios in beautiful downtown Jollyville. You're listening to Jollyville Radio, which is made possible by listeners like you. And we look forward to our upcoming Jollyville Radio Radiothon to benefit the Jollyville Radio podcast. Your support lets us have educational programs like our internship. In fact, Anderson Millingsley right now is learning from Frankie how to produce the show from the control room. Say hi, fellas. Ha <laughs> ha. Well, I guess the audience can't hear that anyway, but next week is our 40th episode, and in celebration of that, we are excited to announce our jingle competition. Please submit your entries at jollyvilleradio.com. Boy, I smell casserole, and it is making me hungry. (laughs) Coming up, we'll have Old Fashioned Cooking Show with Kitty Westlake. And after that, we'll have a special report from Julia Stonewash. Be sure to stay tuned for Community Beat, where Uncle Asar interviews the owners of Critical Hit Games in Iowa City, Iowa. And now to you, Kitty Westlake.
1: your beloved kitty Westlake, and you're listening to yet another episode of the old-fashioned cooking show right here on kjvr now we all know it's fixing to be casserole season and today we're making my king ranch casserole and it's sure to inspire first chop you up an onion one red and one green bell pepper and mix in a small can of diced hash peppers and a can of diced tomatoes. Now don't forget one can of cream of mushroom soup and cream of chicken soup. Ooh, and don't forget your spice mix. Get yourself a casserole dish and a shallow layer of shredded chicken. We have two layers to make, so now don't be too skimpy and dole a thing sauce over the chicken and sprinkle on some cheese. Now add a layer of tortillas and then another layer of chicken. Finally, dole on the last of your sauce and cover that mess up with cheddar cheese. You put that sucker in the oven and let it bake for 40 minutes or until it's golden brown and bubbly. Now, while we lit that place, let's hear from a caller. Hello, you're on with Kitty.
2: Hey, Kitty. Chauncey Applegate here. I'd love a good King Ranch casserole. My Aunt Penelope used to make it. But I wanted to ask, isn't this what Peggy Breaker entered into the casserole competition last year? What do you think about sharing the recipe of your rival?
1: Oh, Fiddly Dee, her recipe is King Ranch and rat Casserole. Her secret ingredient just gotta be cigarettes. She thinks it adds authenticity. This is not, I repeat, not her recipe.
2: Well, yes, but I mean, it's her casserole, just like the double sausage Dutch oven lasagna is yours. Isn't that right?
1: No, 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 that's not right. And of course, no one would make my casserole. Well, thank you for your call, Chauncey. Now, I have a casserole. It's done over here. Let me just take this out. Mm. now y'all might be thinking why is it called the king ranch casserole well 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 fun fact boys and girls this southwestern inspired dish is a texas favorite and named after the largest ranch operating in texas that's right the king ranch y'all look it up come on now let's take a spatula and scoop out a nice square and dish it up Ooh, 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 look at that hot and gooey cheese and smell those spices. Now, if you happen to have just a little bit of cilantro lying around or some of those sliced green onions, you can garnish it with that. Let's taste. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, I declare that's so lovely when I make it. Oh, my, my, my. Ooh, ooh, we have
3: another color. Hello, Kitty. I just want to say that this casserole sounds great. I have my shopping list ready. But I am curious. Are you sure Peggy is okay with you sharing this casserole recipe? I know that no one can claim a casserole, but what if a bunch of people decide to enter a bunch of King Ranch casseroles into this year's competition because of this broadcast?
1: No, 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 no. Peggy wouldn't mind. She wouldn't mind a bit. We're friends. And besides, you're right. Why well, you just can't claim a casserole. Ooh,
4: Kitty, Peggy just busted in and got past security.
1: Kitty, so you thought I wouldn't hear you on the radio? Get back your Captain Westlake. You don't own a casserole recipe, Peggy Breaker. If you're so good at casseroles, you wouldn't be so scared of the competition. You're done playing your dirty tricks, Kitty Westlake. That's my casserole. You're trying to ruin my chances at the competition. Heck, that ain't even your recipe. Listeners, listeners, that's not true. This is mine. It's a printout from allrecipes.com. Give me that dang recipe. I'm going to tear it up and you will. If any one of you snakes tries entering a King Ranch casserole into the competition, I'm going to tear you up. Oh, oh, listeners, now don't you listen to her. That's our show. I hope you enjoyed it. This is the old-fashioned cooking show.
4: Uh, this is KJBR. I'm Anderson, the intern. I think I'm going to push this button that says sponsors now.
1: Co-workers complaining about your snoring during meetings? Want to keep your schmoopsy-poo wide awake through that whole Hallmark movie? Parents, are you ready for some my time for when you finally get some me time but can't stay awake to enjoy it? Try DozenX. Wear as a watch or a Fitbit or put the app on your phone. Sends minimal amounts of electronic zapping to keep you awake. Non-habit forming and no prescription needed. Ask your doctor today. Call 1-800-NO-DOZIN now. Not intended for purposeful stimulation,
5: heed warnings on label.
1: Rich,
2: fertile, earthy, announcing the all new line of luxury potting soil by the designer Robert Cheerful.
3: This is Wayne Hoover, co-owner of Critical Hit Games in Iowa City, Iowa. You're listening to Jollyville Radio on KJVR.
0: So you're saying I don't
5: have to be here for the show? And you will do everything with your desktop computer?
4: Well, yes, but technically it's just a dual monitor for my laptop.
5: Oui, d'accord. The desktop computer, part of your laptop computer.
4: No, it's just a screen. It's an extension of the laptop computer. Desktop computers are a whole different setup. (laughs) You are kidding me, Anderson Millingsley. It's just Anderson. But look, here's a picture. Some people call this the tower, but that's what they mean by desktop computer. Sacre.
5: That part goes under the desk, not on top.
4: Now I'm confused. Especially with this red light in my face. Oh no, that's the on air lights. Have we been on this whole time? Oui, oui, mon ami. Okay, well, I need to introduce Julia's next piece. She's taking over the investigative reporting stuff. <clears throat> uh, okay, I'm Anderson, the intern. This is KJVR. Now, Julia Stonewash is going to give an investigative report. Mm-hmm.
6: Hi, I'm Julia Stonewash, reporter for KJVR, and I've got an update on the mysterious cats found paws up at the bubble bath factory explosion. It appears the cats have recovered to live out just one more of their nine lives, and some of them have been rehomed, but now there seems to be an interesting twist to the story. The cats' collars have been found to have cameras and recorders embedded in them, but Why? This reporter insists the public has a right to know and has done some digging and not just in the kitty litter. And it appears that the signals transponders have been going to Malakoff, to Jollyville sister station, 88.3 KOFF, but why? Here's the facts that I have found so far. These cats work for Kitties to Cuddle, the cat rental company. They live rent-free at the newly renovated Santa Fe Inn. Many Jollyville citizens are being watched and recorded by these cat collars. But why? Why would anyone in Malakoff want to spy on the people of Jollyville? Who is responsible for this malicious and foul attempt to disturb peaceful and happy Jollyville? Can it be that the cats run it out for companionship? Or indeed spies? Could they be recording you right now? Bubble bath factory, kitties to cuddle, the Santa Fe Inn. How are these all related? This reporter will dig further and get the facts. Stay tuned for more information on the mystery of the Malakoff Spy Cats.
5: This is Chance Kirchhoff, co-owner of Critical Hit Games in Iowa City, Iowa, and co-host of Freed Eye Block, your Blood Bowl podcast. And you're listening to Jollyville Radio on KJVR.
7: Going live with two or more players ages 12 and up. This is Jollyville Community Beat with Uncle Asar turning the spotlight on good people doing great work in the real world. We're chatting with two cool cats here in the KJVR Jollyville Radio Purple Street Studio. Chance Kirchhoff and Wayne Hoover. Co owners of Critical Hit Games, an emporium of board, card, and role playing games at 115 South Lynn Street, Iowa
3: City, Iowa. Chance and Wayne, welcome to Community Beat. Thanks for having us. Yeah, great to be here. Thanks, Uncle Osar.
7: Now, you, you guys have a store with tons of games and loads of people having fun playing
5: games. Give us the rundown of what's happening at Critical Hit Games. Wayne, I'll take this one if, if, you, want, if you want. Sure. All right. Uh, well, obviously, this is all affected by the pandemic. But pre-pandemic, we would have uh, we have plenty of table space. We can seat seventy-five people. We have different tables for card games, for miniature games, for role playing. And every single night, there would be a tournament, or there'd be free play, or there'd be league play. Um, the whole shop is about you know having a community space where people can meet and play the games. We don't want you just buying stuff and leaving. We're not a you know we're not we're not an online hub. We want you to be here playing. Of course, with the pandemic, that that's changed. But we do hope to get back to that someday. So, um, any anything people want to sit down at a table and enjoy some good company uh, and test their test their skills at rolling dice or drawing cards, you know, we host them here.
7: Now, you mentioned online gaming. How did you guys come to operate a, a store focusing on board games?
5: <laughs> that's an excellent question. You want this one, Wayne? You can start. I'll jump in. All right. So uh, this shop was started in 2005 by a friend of mine here, Jared Leopold. Um, and that was back. He started it from scratch. I mean, he worked every single day for a year. Um, I mean, he made all kinds of sacrifices to get a game store up off the ground with, with no start at all. Um, he sold it to some, some nice people, uh, Kate and Landon in 2010 and then 2015, they were looking to sell and I had been playing here since the beginning. I used to play hero clicks. I used to judge their hero clicks events here. I dabbled in magic. I play a, a miniatures game called blood bowl. So I was at the game store as a player Almost constantly, probably too much, actually. So when it came up for sale in 2015, I thought, you know, here's here's my opportunity. Um, I was a behavior teacher before that, and I really enjoyed that. But how often do you get a chance to make one of your passions or your hobbies, you know, a, a livelihood? So I immediately called Wayne. We've been best friends since 1986 or seven, I believe, something like that, um, 100 years ago, last century. And uh, we made it. We made it happen. Met with the owners, worked out the price, worked out the schedule uh, and took over. So it was just one of those happy, you know, circumstances, uh, where just the opportunity presented itself and we jumped.
3: Yeah. Chance told me about it and I was like, I want to go to there. <laughs> it <just> sounded <laughs> awesome to me, you know, and like Chance said, uh, throughout, you know, since the eighties, we've really been, you know, uh, thick as thieves and, uh, we've had many ventures together and this was just kind of an organic escalation of that, you know, it, Stood for everything that I, I believe in is good. You know, we believe in community. We believe in never charging for our gaming space. You, you don't have to buy anything. You can come in and sit all day for free if you want and play. It's a safe space. So,
7: so, so tell us about the gaming community, the type of indiv- individuals, uh, the type of individuals patronizing, uh, patronizing critical hit games. And I'm assuming it's a sizable community because you have guys expanded a couple of times.
5: Yeah, we, uh, we pride ourselves on being open to everyone. We're an all-inclusive business. Uh, we are a college town, obviously. Uh, we are right downtown in Iowa City, Iowa, where the University of Iowa is. So we have a lot of uh, college kids. A lot of gamers will come in from college. Their groups will come. And, of course, every few years you'll lose some. They'll graduate. They'll move away. And then the new freshmen come in. And it's great that every fall you'll see families come in, and they're walking around downtown. They want to see what sort of um, shops their son or their daughter have access to when they come in. And that's really great to say, yeah, we will be our game store for the next however many years you're here at Iowa. Um, we also have a lot of older gamers that have been in the community for many decades. I mean, when I started playing here in 2005, there were people that have been meeting in their groups here since the 70s. Uh, we have a lot of older gamers that have been playing D&D. Some of them have campaigns that have gone on straight since the 70s. It's incredible. So we pride ourselves on, on hosting everyone. We um, we have a lot of younger gamers You'll have kids as young as 8, 9, 10 come in for like Smash Brothers night or they'll play Friday Night Magic or they'll play in the role playing groups. Um, we host everyone. I mean, the only people we've ever had to ban are for like behavioral issues or people that are making it not great for everyone else. We handle that immediately because we want it to be a safe, fun place for everybody, all ages, all types of gamers.
7: current Hit Games is a short walk from a nearby comic book store and we won't mention the name until <laughs> they come on community. But you guys, uh, you're, you're sort of partners and uh, some of you, you cross over in your communities of customers. Tell us, tell us how the Critical Games uh, helps strengthen games, the games and the comics communities.
5: So yeah, uh, Zach, he's the owner of the other shop. Um, they've been in town since the mid 80s, which anybody that knows anything about comics, the fact that any stores survived the 90s at all, it's incredible. And they've done a terrific job over there. And they actually recently moved to this building just upstairs from us. And the... Um, the, the, the potential there is just, it's, it's easy to understand. People have comics, people love games. We don't sell comics. They don't sell games. So it works out really, really well. If somebody goes into there and says, Hey, you know, where can I go play magic or where can I, you know, find a and D group? He sends them to us. They come to us and they say, Hey, you know, where are the new Spider-Man issues? Or do you buy comics? We send them over there. It just works out really, really well. You know, we have those two corners of pop culture, dumb, you know, all kind of tied down. It's, it's an easy, an easy uh, partnership to understand for sure.
3: I think there's a lot of crossover in those communities. You know, someone who collects comics, I collect comics, but I don't just do that. I also game. And I i think most, you know, hobbyists that are into games are into many, many other types of pop media. And with the pandemic, we can't all get together in the shop, but the need for games and comics has just exploded. You know, it's more important than ever, I believe. So tell me
7: who is even critter and des- and describe that person or thing for the listener
5: so critter is the store's mascot um he was created by the store's second owner kate um she had drawn him up kind of an anime style put him on everything in the shop and when we bought the shop we made sure we wanted to keep that tradition going we want to be sure there was no interruption to our gamers um and only improvements so yeah of course we we made sure critter was included we redesigned him a little bit softened his edges you know he's the kind of he's the mascot the the soft silly you know little cute animal face that's outside on the sign that welcomes people in you know we've had dice made we've had shirts we've had um, play mats you know everyone knows about the idea of you know marketing your brand marketing some memorable creature or some hook that people can remember your shop by or your, your organization and Critter is that for us um yeah it just it just was ready made to go with the shop we tried to kind of de him a little bit and make him a little more cuddly he's got some other friends that we haven't uh, pushed as far but yeah he's just the mascot for the store and we want to give people that immediate okay this is a fun welcoming all-inclusive place and you know we hope his
3: smiling little horned face does that for us yeah we're waiting for nickelodeon to call yeah Get that animation <laughs> deal
7: so you mentioned the the 1970s and 80s i think we share in uh being uh 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 visitors from the last millennium so i wanted to ask you is uh milton bradley hasbro parker
5: brothers are they, are they still big shots as board game manufacturers or time travelers that's, that's what i like to consider ourselves we're time okay travelers. um so hasbro you know the, the joke with hasbro is I, I watched this um this channel on, online about uh, vintage toys he does little documentaries about vintage toys and he always when he says hasbro he says till one are all until all are one because Hasbro owns everything. Hasbro owns uh, wizards of the coast that make magic. They own TSR that makes D and D they own Kenner. Remember Kenner, when we grew up, you know, the old star Wars toys, all that. They own them. Uh, they own almost everything, but Mattel um, Parker brothers and Milton Bradley, I believe are still around making board games. We actually don't carry a lot of their games because you can go to Walmart for those games, right? You can go to target for those games. Um, we're carrying a lot of uh, asthma day games and, uh, Uh, COMB games and all these more eclectic type of games. I don't think Hasbro has gotten to buy them out yet, but I'm sure they'll try if they can. Yeah, Hasbro owns everything, just about. Where can we
7: find you guys, uh, Critical Hit Games, on the web?
3: You can find us at www.criticalhitgames.net. That's our website. And we're at Critical Hit Games on Facebook. And we're at Critical Hit Games Iowa on Instagram.
7: Hanson Wayne, appreciate you guys wrapping with us, and we wish you the best of the best.
5: Thanks for having us, guys. I hope so.
7: This has been John Deville Community Beat with Uncle Asar and Dig This. No one can do everything, but everyone can do something. Peace.
5: Super tight show. That's how we do it on our podcast. Very nice.
7: If, if I ever get to Iowa, I'm hanging out with you two guys because I know it'll be a blast. Come on
3: down, man! Take Dolly Bill on the road. (laughs) There's only one. There's
7: only one video game that I played in the '80s, and that was Galaga. The rest of them I couldn't stand.
3: We have (laughs) Galaga. No. Yeah, let me carry my camera over there. Hang
5: on.
3: You got a whole Galaga, the the whole thing. We got an arcade at the game store. Yeah, it's called the Last Quarter Arcade. Oh, why didn't we interview him for that, Michael? Hey, we want to come back on. That's why.
7: <laughs> okay, okay. Before or after the comic book guy? <laughs> oh, Jay, I think we're getting
5: a field trip. There it is! Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh wow. Gallagher. Take us up over. Yeah, we do a reservation system. People have to reserve it and call ahead because of the pandemic. Oh, wow. Look at the light. Look
3: at the bullet. The yeah, we charge a flat, a flat price and you can play all you want for an hour. Free play. Free play? Free play. Well,
5: you, you got to pay for the hour. But once you pay, then all the, all the games are on free play. Yep. How much is the hour? $7 a person. But it's going to go to 10 this summer because we have more games coming. Man, I will stay on Gallagher. <laughs> I'll pay twice.
6: creative team behind these episodes of jollyville radio includes uncle asara cablon emily ansnick that's me michael Crosa michelle darcy jamie davis brian green alan K, flark kepp robert leary thomas schlitt michael stanley matt wait KY's Denty, elijah
2: york special thanks to Bob Dawn of the Bob's Short Story Hour and Hidden Oaks podcast. John C. Cook, host of the podcast Fado. Abby Brinker and Alan Kadan, hosts of the Lunatics Radio Hour podcast. Antonio Delgado of the band Oh Antonio and his imaginary friends.
6: Lead editing by Dr. Monse Santian. With social media help by Emily Antonin. Direction and music by Michael Crosa. The recording was made in accordance with social distancing.
0: Jollyville Radio is a product of Jollyville Brass Quintet, member of Austin Creative Alliance. We are based in Austin, Texas. If you
7: enjoy Jollyville Radio, consider supporting us on Patreon.
0: For a small monthly pledge,
7: you'll have a big impact on the show. Please, plus, please give us your money. Plus, depending on your pledge, you can get bonuses like access to the script archives, letters from characters, and even a chance to hear your own voice on the show. Just go to patreon.com and search
0: for Jollyville Radio. The credits were read by the writers of episodes 218 through 221. They are Uncle Al Kebulon, Emily Antonick, Michael Crosa, Brian Green, Pilar Kep, and k Denti. We'll see you next time on Jollyville Radio. Proud member of the Podnooga Network.